Hello and welcome to episode 143 Beyond the Wait with Henny and Sandy. It has been an awfully long time, Henny, since we've actually recorded. Recorded. I'm just gonna say that's yeah. it. Yeah. It's not a question. Yeah. I added a question or <gasps> like I was going to continue, but I really am not. Okay. Okay. I thought that you were going somewhere and I didn't know where you were headed, but that was because you were headed nowhere. Nowhere. You're <laughs> <laughs> like all of us at this moment in time. Headed nowhere. Exactly. Um, no, no, you're absolutely right. It, it has been a little while since we've chatted because we had a couple of weeks that we that our schedules were not lined up so we we had pre-recorded a few things yes. and we're, we're so clever and professional you know I really uh, <laughs> oh, yeah okay. I really amaze like we really amaze ourselves I think or maybe we just amaze me <laughs> but the <laughs> other the other thing that happened is that we're late recording, like, in preparation for this episode because of changes in schedules and then not feeling well and a whole bunch of different things. Yeah. And so what is wild to me, actually, is that we are doing our physical recording on a weekend, which I don't think... Never happens. I was going to say that never happens, but... Oh. It, it has happened a couple of times. Our our episodes where we had guests, we recorded Correct. on a weekend. Yes. But we don't talk usually for the no. podcast on the weekend. So this does feel very strange to me. Correct. Yes. Yeah. But hopefully the podcast sounds normal to everyone else. It's still going to be a Tuesday when it comes out. It's still going to be you know, our regular, uh, regularly scheduled broadcasting. Can you, can we say that in this sort of I, situation? We can, you know what, Henny? We can say whatever the hell we want to say. I mean, there's some truth to that. When it's your, when it's your podcast. You We're can in say control of us. I mean, We're. that's scary, isn't it? <laughs> well, <laughs> scarier if we were, we were in control of a lot of things. That would be scarier, but any, <laughs> anyhow, anyhow. Well, why don't you tell the people how you're doing these days? Oh my goodness. So it's been a week since I had my surgery on my anterior talofibular ligament. Um, and I woke up, like the whole thing was fine. You know, we had mm. our pre-COVID test. We went in, there was nobody at the hospital here. I, you know, was, was taken, put in like into the surgery. They had a hard time finding a vein, but once they did, and the next thing I knew I was like, I woke up. <laughs> and I, as you do when you're put under general anesthetic. <laughs> but I remember. And I, I woke up and they were wheeling me I could, um, back to my room and Phil was, um, coming I could hear his voice anyways what I didn't know was that I was going to wake up with a cast because that had not been even mentioned so right. that was a bit of a shocker um I've never had a cast before it is just a half a leg cast right. I will say I don't like it I'm only, <laughs> okay. I'm only I'm only gonna have it for two weeks I cannot even imagine what it's like for people who have broken a bone 
or worse or had some sort of surgery where they had to have either like a full body, full leg, anything. Also, when you're as active and not even physically like as far as like exercising active, but I do a lot of stuff like I'm I'm a busy yeah. person in my yeah. own home and now I'm on crutches and it takes a lot of effort to do anything. Yeah. I I keep saying to like my son who's here helping and and Phil like I don't know how pe- people who don't have a lot of like upper body strength mm. manage because mm-hmm. it takes a lot out of you. Mhm. Mhm. And I have been very good for the week. Like I came home from the hospital on Sunday. I managed well without knowing you know, no hablo espanol, mm-hmm. which is what I said a few times. And then they'd be like, oh, English? About 60% of the time it was English they had. So I, I, okay. it was fine. I, I was really worried about that. And you know that because I was like crying yeah. and the whole bit about it. But it was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've come home and then basically spent every day like 90% of my day laying on my back with my leg elevated because I read that, that the more you keep it elevated and reduce the swelling, the quicker the healing process is. And I just want to get back to life as fast as I can. Plus when I'm standing up, then my toes swell and my leg swells and this doesn't feel nice. I don't like it. Yeah. So, and it's not good for you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with any sort of recovery, like this is the, this is the, this is the difficult part. This is sort of like the catch 22, right? Is that, you know, on one hand, you want to go back to what you were doing. You want to go back to regular life. You want to do the things you were doing. You want to be independent. You want to, you know, you Mm. want, you want those things for yourself. But then on the other hand, you know that, the more you rest, the more you, ele- in your case, elevate your leg, the more you, you know, follow the procedures for allowing your body to heal, which yeah. often include a lot of rest, yeah. you know, the quicker it is that you'll be able to go back to those things. But, but we don't like to do that, right? Like we like no. to push ourselves and we like to jump right back into things, but it's, you're, you're, you're very, you're doing a good thing. I think you're very smart to continually remind yourself, even though this is not what I want to be doing right now, this is what I need to do. Yeah. If I want to, you know, have a, a full recovery, a speedy recovery, a healthy recovery, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. But it's hard. It's hard. And it's like, and I, and because of that, I didn't, like, I was told it would be one week with, like, non-weight bearing at all. Mm-hmm. But now it's really two weeks. Mm-hmm. And so then it was, like, thinking about, I have someone here for one week, but what is it going to look like after that? Mm-hmm. That was a little stressful. So then it was trying to, um, you know, figure that all out. Yeah. And and then I was just like, you know what? We can just order, like, we can order dinners in. There's, like, a, a salad kit. We can just get that. Like, it just, it can just be very basic, you know? It doesn't yeah. need to be, I'm I'm over, I, I, I can only do what I can do. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but it's like you said, you know, you're, you know, 
and you're an active person in that you do a lot of exercise and activity, but you're an active person in that you're busy in your home, right? You're, yeah. you know, you're always making this or making that or, you know, running here or going there, you know, yeah. and, and so to not be able to do any of that, it it's out of the, it's out of the norm, right? It's, it's out of yeah. what is typical, but and, and it doesn't mean that you can't do it. No. But it's all, yeah, and it also is like when people are helping you and doing things for you, it's not going to be exactly as you would do it. And mm-hmm. so you have to be okay with that also. Yes. <laughs> and just grateful and thankful. Yes. Yeah. And it's not forever. No. And you'll and survive. And it, and it doesn't matter. Who cares? No. Yeah. I mean, you know, I do feel bad. Phil was like, you know, usually on the weekends is when he gets to, you know, chill or whatever, even though we do things. But today it was like one thing after another. And he literally just had his shower like in yes. his, after five o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> well, he had I to mean, do grocery shopping and he's like messaging me. Oh, uh, they don't have this. They have a, uh, what about this? When, whatever <laughs> I said, whatever floats your boat is for you anyway. Like. I'm not there. Like I was sending like shruggy emojis. Like, I I, I don't know what you want me to tell you. Like, because I do find I'm still kind of foggy too. It's funny. It's funny how things hit you and Mm -hmm. such, you know, but. Yeah. But I think when your body is busy healing itself, right. It, it only has, it has to, it has to send its energy to wherever like needs, needs the most, right. needs the most attention so I think we don't give ourselves like we don't give our our actual physical bodies the um maybe the accolades for you know what they're actually doing (laughs) you know 100 percent and because because the um incision is under the cast and I can't even see it yeah and I haven't really I haven't had any pain but it's like remembering like your body is sending everything it has right now yeah. to that place because yeah. that's that's how that's how we're built is like yeah. something is wrong send everything you've got there and so to do that you need to rest so that you have the energy for it to do what it needs to do you need to eat eat well mm-hmm. drink mm-hmm. lots of fluids mm-hmm. you know like so all of these things. So I have been, I have learned a thing or two in the, in the okay. last few years. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. I mean, the, it, after the first couple of days, I said to Phil, I can't do this. I can't do it. Obviously, I don't have an option. Like, yeah. what a dumb thing to <laughs> you, say, but it's frustration, <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 So anyway. <laughs> Anyways, that's, that's my situation. So, um, I, I had a little bit of the cast removed yesterday when I saw the surgeon, which was scary. I posted on my Instagram just now, like an hour ago or so, but because the, the doctor who's filling in, not the surgeon is probably between 75 and 80. It's very nice man, not the, um, steadiest of hands. And so then he, then he plugs in his new Dremel with a big saw thing, like a, circulating kind of saw thing mm-hmm. on it and then he starts like cutting and I can feel the pressure going down and I'm like hmm. and he's like <laughs> counting out loud my number of toes and I was like oh my god I don't know what's happening here anyway you he's cutting really... the cast off on Friday so let's that's gonna be another adventure 
<laughs> so you've got you you're envisioning uh, losing a digit. I could could he keeps he was like counting like one, two, three four, and touching them like he also wanted to make sure that I like started that you and left with all five toes. Correct. Correct. Anyway, I mean, the, bless, the blessing is an adventure. Yeah, the blessing is he does speak English also. He worked in Connecticut or something for 10 years, he told me. So that was good. Anyway. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hilarious. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Any, anyway, you know. Well, I, okay. I have a couple of books that I've read recently that I wanted to chat with you briefly about. Yeah. The first book that I want to talk to you about, I wish that I could remember how it came across my, like, my knowledge. Like, because I, I had a gift card to use at Chapters in Indigo, and mm -hmm. I knew one book that I was going to, like, use it to purchase, but then I, like, it had some money left on it. And so I was like, oh, well, if I'm going to go into the store to get this one book, I might as well, like, use the whole gift card and I might as well get something else. And so I purposely went looking for this particular book, but I don't know why. Like, I don't know where I saw it that, <laughs> like, that like someone suggested it but but it must have been a suggestion at some point because otherwise I like I wouldn't have specifically looked for it because like I never heard of it before anyway so all that to say I I don't know yeah I can't give credit to the person who suggested it to me because I don't know who it was or or where it was but the book is called directions and the subtitle is really good advice for getting from here to there by Howie okay. So I'm expecting this to be like, you know, a little like, I don't know, up uplifting self-help kind of book, right? Oh dear. I get the book and I open it up and I'm like, what is this? It's it's a book and every page is it's it's kind like every page kind of looks like a sticky note with a handwritten note on it. And so every page is like a little note. <laughs> but each one of the notes, I mean, genius. Genius advice for living. And so okay. I, 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 I bookmarked a couple of pages that I wanted to share with you. And actually, I've shown you a couple of them already. You just don't know. Yeah. So <laughs> okay. one, of, one of them says... Do not use balls to mean toughness. The testes are extremely sensitive. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I One of them says, if it ever occurs to you to buy flowers, buy them. It's never a bad idea. Yep. Good. Right? Good advice. All yep. right. This one I, I picked just for you. Oh dear, okay. Remember that the likely explanation for the symptom that you self-diagnosed as an obscure cancer from reading WebMD at 1 a.m. is bodies are weird. <laughs> I read it and I was like, oh, thanks, Sandy. <laughs> One of them says, travel far distances to see old friends. Nice. I like that. This one's great. 
Eating your feelings is fine. Just be sure to explicitly state, I am going to eat my feelings. <laughs> thought that was really great advice. Um, a couple more. One says, try not to drool, but don't beat yourself up if it happens. <laughs> That was just, I mean, this is great advice for like, you know. Okay, I've got two more for you. Here's one. And this also made me think of you because you say things sort of like this often. (laughs) God. When complaining, consider why. Is it because you, A, actually want something to change, B, just want support and affirmation, or C, (laughs) love to complain? And then warn those around you so they know whether to help chime in or tune out. (laughs) That one I actually really love a lot. Right? Send me that one. I need that one. Yes. I'll send that to you. Great, great advice. And then the last one. I did have a tattoo. (laughs) Can you imagine? (laughs) I just like to complain. So the last one that I bookmarked, and I and I picked this one because this is something that I do all the time. So it made me, th- like, it, I thought of myself when I read it. It says, saying drive safe magically shields any person you say it from getting into an accident. So say it to everyone all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I always say that. Only, no, the only time I really say that is... To a taxi driver. Oh. I always will be like, if it's at night, I'll be like, you know, have a safe night. That's nice. Drive safely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why, but I do. Oh, that's really, that's nice. That's a nice sentiment. Yeah. Well, I am nice. I mean. (laughs) (laughs) That I can be nice. No, no. I think actually, I think you are very nice. I think I think sometimes your bark is worse than your bite. Hundred percent. Um, no, but I think well. I think genuinely, I think you're a, a genuinely nice person. Nice, yeah. nicer than me. Except to the person on on an expat Facebook page that yesterday I asked specifically for only uh, for people who have real life experience or like have a dealt with this situation and then I get somebody with an opinion who then starts to be like well clearly you what you want is you don't want to know that you want someone who has got around the rules and blah 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 no clearly no. I have not what Anyways. I what I oh dear the worst it was so the you, worst so you weren't particularly nice to that person no I wasn't and I was feeling a little salty Oh. <laughs> well, actually, I think I was feeling spicy. That's what I was. Not just salty. I was spicy. Spicy. And I was just like, you know what? Anywho, I was not nice to that person. I was annoyed at that person. But I, I said, clearly, that. I said, you know what? I said, your comments are not helpful. Okay. Like, well, I don't think that's not nice. I think that's just matter of fact. Only one comment, Henny. That. Yeah, but there was lots of other comments. Oh, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> but that was one of them. Like, that's my guy asked for this and your comments are not helpful. Yeah. I mean, this book was, it was delightful. It's like 130 pages. Every page is like one of those little sayings. And 
the acknowledgments at the back of the book are like a couple of pages long and she and the author talks about like specific people who in her life have told her those things and like where and references some of them in particular like you know yeah. that this is something that you know that her grandfather used to say or this is something that like a friend that she has currently says all the time or you know things like that and I mean it was just it was a delight like I was smiling the whole time reading through these books and I've actually flipped through the book a f- like a few times because now it's just yeah. sitting on my counter yeah. And so I've opened it and just sort of flipped through and read a few of them over again that I'd forgotten about, you know, it's so fun. It's just so interesting, like these really simple ideas, mm-hmm. you know, that that don't even like if you think of even if you think of like self-help or you think of, you know, profound advice that people have given you and, you know, in your lifetime, I mean, often the best advice you've ever received is something simple like this, you know, like buy the flowers. You feel like having the flowers, buy them, you know? Yeah. But it's, if you're right, it's like, it's like, it's never a bad idea because it is never a bad idea. No. If you're, if you're complaining, tell the people around you, if you, you know, if, if you want them to help you or if you want them to just listen to you, you know, like, that's, that's great advice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've now got to the point where I know who I'm going to share certain things with because I already know they've been trained in how the response, they know what I want from them. I don't have to <laughs> give them options. I don't have to, to pre like, this is what I want. They already know. Right. <laughs> or you have people in your life that you know always respond the same way. So depending on what you're looking for, you tell exactly. that person or you tell the other. 100%. Yeah, 100%. I know that. I have that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. On a completely other note, there was another book that I read recently that was recommend. Actually, it was a book that was that Steph recommended, and some time ago, and I finally got around to it. And the book is called Big Stories About Life in Plus Size Bodies, and it's a it's actually Canadian. I don't know if all of, like so it's a series of essays. And I don't know if all of the authors in the book are Canadian, but a lot of them are because they reference specific places and and stores and brands and things that are Canadian. Um, So I thought that was just kind of an interesting tidbit. But some of the essays were excellent. Some of the essays were fine. But there was one section that I took a picture of because there are a couple of lines here that I wanted to read because I read them and I was like whoa mind blown so this one says feed yourself like your hunger is not a sin like your body is not a crime like you do not need to explain feed yourself like a celebration Fill up on good food and the kindness and forgiveness that it implies. Mm. Feed yourself like you have not spent a lifetime crafting rules to make yourself belong, to make your your existence permissible, or to make yourself beautiful even a little bit. Eat when you need to, what you want to. Drink when you need to, what you want to. Listen, trust, hear, and feel. Well... I like that. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I just, I love this idea of, you know, feeding yourself 
just like it really to me it it takes the value away for like the value that we place on food it takes that away right feed yourself like you do not need to explain right like you don't have Mm -hmm. to explain to anyone why you're choosing this over that or why you're choosing to have two of this or why you're choosing to not why you're choosing to not have something you know yeah you know and and then to feed yourself like hunger is not a sin, you know, like Oof. it's really the idea of, you know, food is not good or bad. You know, hunger is not something that you should be, that you should feel ashamed of. Like, like it's just, yeah, it's just eating, you know? Yeah. And like, so a lot of the book was essays that different people had written about different experiences living in well like the subtitle says living in a plus-sized body so you know there was a a chapter about you know a person like shopping and what the shopping experience was like for them you know there was a chapter about you know a person um do like doing some traveling and what traveling was like and there was a you know there was Mm -hmm. a, a an essay about um just someone talking about different things that different thought processes that they have that they know other people don't necessarily have because living in this world there are different things you have to think about when your body is not a certain size as far as you know where to sit when you're at a restaurant or you know whatever whatever other things many things that we've talked about already um and so then in the midst of all of that there was this little piece like this little yeah you know gem gem. Yeah, yeah yeah it just was so um such a sweet idea to me yeah yeah that i that i i had to uh, bookmark it and share it yeah i it's it's i mean i'm always amazed and i'm not really sure why but always amazed that of the power of words and like Mm -hmm. you can use the same concept or thought but using the the delivery of it being a different but using yeah. words that you don't necessarily associate with either um you know that event that person and how it changes everything i actually think it softens it that's maybe what you've read that's what i how mm. would i how i feel it's kind of like it was it was softened to not be direct not be like a a directive like yeah, you know, telling you something that you yeah. need to be because a mantra now, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It was just a really sweet and genuine and soft landing, I guess. Maybe that's what. Yeah. It, I don't know. It sounds kind of, you know, foo fooish, but it, it does sound a little hokey to say it that way. But I understand exactly what you're saying. That you know, sometimes it comes across it like. Certainly when you're reading anything in, in the self-help genre, you know, Mm -hmm. it can, it can come across as very, uh, aggressive and often when you have an author saying, and you must do this. And if you're doing this, like, you know, what do you, what are you thinking? That's not the way that this should happen. You know, and whereas this is not that at all, although it's very clear that, you know, 
there's a way to treat your body and there's a way to think about food and there's a way not to. Right. But mm -hmm. it, but it, it's just, yeah, I, I like what you said. Like it's a, it's a soft landing. I like it. Yeah. 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 It's like, it reminds me this morning um, I had shared with you that finally um, Dr. Foster's audio book had, you know, showed up in my Libby app and I was like super excited about it. And so this morning I thought, I'm going to start listening. And then as it starts, it just says, read by, you know, I don't even know because I don't care because right. it wasn't Dr. Foster. <laughs> yeah. And immediately I'm like, oh, I'm not even interested. But then no. they said, but the preface, I think, by, you know, by the author. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to listen to that. Yeah. And so I was listening to it and, um, he was he was talking about something and I mean I've read the book before so I, yeah. I've read this before but I think there's a difference when you read something and when you hear somebody else saying it right like I think so and and then when also when it's been more than once that you were mm. reading or hearing the absolutely same absolutely yeah so but he used the word like regarding um not just weight loss but just like mindset shifts is is flexibility Mm. And when he said it, I was like, flexibility. I love that. Like it just, again, sounded softer. It sounded manageable. It sounded like something that if I just positioned things and not even, not, not even about like my, like weight loss or weight maintenance or anything, just anything in life anything that's happening is being flexible enough to be open to things. You're not sure how they're going to finish. You don't know what the future holds, not being so stuck to something that might've happened or that you've accomplished before. And now are feeling like you've moved away from it and you're trying to get back, but you want to get back to exactly the same thing. It just, I, I don't know. I was like, I could probably have played that back and listened to him say that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And an unhealthy amount of times. <laughs> like <laughs> right. So, I was so just... like we're thinking like more than 10. Kind of, but I didn't. But I didn't. <laughs> but I but it did cause me to pause to actually like write it down because you know, I I have like, you know, I can't remember anything. And uh but I loved it. And then right away, like an hour later, I went to the workshop, mm. your workshop. And, and as I was listening to people talk about things, I, I was, I, it's immediately what I thought about was like, sometimes we need to approach things with some flexibility. Mm -hmm. But I mean, especially with the current situation of what's happening right now in our world mm -hmm. is that there's no precedent. We don't really know, like you know, we're all just trying to figure things out. And I think we need to, to remember that we need to be a little flexible and that we're always so used to having, like, knowing, like, this is what I'm attaining. This is what I'm for. This is, this is what is going to happen. I, and, and because we don't, mm -hmm. and it applies to not just what's happening in the world, but also in our own lives, you know, mm -hmm. it's just trying to be flexible with it. Anyway. It just today, maybe it just landed differently today with me. Yeah, I, 
I think that that often happens that you hear the same idea voiced differently, either explained in a different way or said in a different context or quite literally a different voice says it and it, yeah. and it does and it can hit you differently and sit with you differently. And so I wonder then as a follow-up to this idea of being more flexible in the way that we think more flexible with our expectations of ourselves and, and I think of our expectations of others how do we do that? How do we develop that flexibility of thinking? Well, honey, I don't have the answers. I have the questions. <laughs> I just wondered because it, it really struck a chord with you. And so I wonder if you'd been thinking yeah. about, like, about yourself um, and your own flexibility of, of thinking, you know, yeah. maybe maybe in the past or maybe even at this point, like thinking forward, you yeah. know, how, how do you, how do you get there? And it's, it's interesting that we're talking about, you know, this particular word flexibility, because, because it's like a running joke in my household, in my family, mm -hmm. that, you know, every time something different has to happen or the plans get changed, you know, it yeah. always, you know, seems to affect me and and so then and so then the running joke is I'll always say I'm nothing if not flexible but right. like when I started saying that it was a joke because I was not flexible like like yeah. you know for for most of my life there was zero flexibility in my schedule there was zero flexibility in um, you know, the things that I was doing to get to what I needed to get, like to get what I needed to get accomplished. Like there was zero flexibility. And so then when something would happen that things would have to shift, I would always say like to, you know, to my parents or to my siblings, like, oh, like I'm nothing if not flexible because it was funny that I like that could not be yeah. the truth. And, and so now just yesterday I was speaking with my mom and something happened and I said, Oh, like, it's no problem. And so then my mom said, you're nothing if not flexible. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's this running joke in my family, but the truth of the matter is that, that in the last several years, I have become more, I am a far cry from flexible, but I have become more flexible. I think I'm yeah. making strides. Yeah. And I so think, I'm thinking you know, even for myself, like how yeah. did I move from zero flexibility to some flexibility? I, I know, I actually know what the answer is because now I, I understand for myself, but I understand, I think for you also mm -hmm. is that flexibility equals giving up some control. Mm -hmm. And so I know for you and I, we like, it's not control because we want everything to be our way. Maybe it most is. Of, most of the time. <laughs> okay. But, but it's also because we, it's a structure of things. And when you have to be flexible, 
we think that it means that there's going to be no structure around things. And I think I know for myself, I have become much better at that mm -hmm. to think I give myself more options. So the flexibility gets built into that when you have those options. So maybe the flexibility is not really the flexibility, but the flexibility means what do I need to do to allow myself to be flexible? Yeah. And I have, done work on allowing myself to do that there are still times when things happen where I find like I feel like it's just a catastrophic you know event that's happened because something has changed and I I, I think now I can see that it's because I don't have the backup plan mm -hmm. I think the other I think everything that you've said is right on for both of us i would add and i and i know this to be true for you and i and i think that this is also true for me that a part of the flexibility and or the the movement toward being more flexible is the ability to adjust expectations yeah yeah prior to something occurring right because yeah if your expectations are and i don't mean reducing expectations i no. just mean adjusting them right and so and i think maybe that's part of what you're talking about about giving yourself the options right like giving yourself the the flexibility within a structure and so yeah. if you know that something is about to happen and you expect it to run exactly a specific way and it doesn't that mm. depending on your personality that can be traumatic yeah. whereas if you adjust those expectations and you go in knowing this could happen or this could happen or this might be the case or this is probably what's going to happen but maybe it will be like like if you can yeah. already sort of think about that then even if one of the outcomes that you've thought of isn't exactly what happens, you've already given yourself the, it's, it's like wiggle room, right? Like you've already yeah. sort of given yourself that mental wiggle room mm -hmm. so that whatever it is that you face feels more like, oh, I was prepared for that. No problem. Yeah. But, but you know what? I mean, as we're kind of like, you know, chatting about this now, I, it's also a part that, I didn't even realize that all of these things were already happening behind the scenes, like a lot mm. of this stuff. And so it isn't until you kind of stop and then actually think about it that you realize, well, wait a minute, I actually do do some of these things. Like I have, and even there's stuff that I've just realized, oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, but that's the expectation thing was big. So sometimes it's not about the it's about putting too much emphasis on what the the expectation will be. Uh-huh. The expectation is like the you've already decided like this is going to be the best thing ever and then one thing happens and all of a sudden it's like well it's it's terrible. Uh -huh. But we do the same thing with tracking for a day we do the same thing for the result on the scale we do the same thing for a workout it's like well if i can't do the whole thing i'm not going to do anything mm -hmm. so 
I think that's where the flexibility can be really, really helpful, mm-hmm. you know, and thinking about the workshop today, it was like, even if you go out for five minutes, I, I, I think that there is Mila, I think brought up about the going outside for five minutes with getting the, the whatever it was from the light to yeah. help set your circadian rhythm. Right. Right. And, and then everyone's like, Oh, but it's minus this, it's minus that, it's minus that. Like you live in Canada. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. that every year. So it's mm-hmm. it's about preparing for that. And everyone has the appropriate outdoor gear. But it's about being flexible even when it's going to be like that. So, you know, obviously if it's plus two, you're going to go out maybe for an hour. But if it's minus 20, maybe it's mm-hmm. five minutes. Mm-hmm. But it's something. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. that all ties in with like habits. That all ties mm-hmm. in with goals. Like everything is so connected, but I often mm-hmm. I think that we don't often realize that there are those little things. And maybe that's how we end up getting off track is because these little things start falling aside, but we don't realize is that it's all of those little things that actually help us and keep us moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. My goodness. Yeah, for sure. I wonder if the reason that this idea of flexibility really stuck with you when you heard it uh, today was because because you've got a bit of it. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like sometimes, sometimes when things like when you are not there and someone's talking about something, you you can't, you don't even have the space to like consider that that's (laughs) a possibility for you because you're so far from it. But once you are like kind of like close to it anyway, and then someone says it, then you're like, yeah, okay. I can see that. Like, that's just like, you know, kind of what I'm doing now or it's just a a couple steps further than where I'm at right now like it and so and that's part of the reason why you have to hear things over and over again right because your situation changes yeah and you're in a different place well that's it I mean it's yeah it it, it, I mean it's, it's the same as trying something once and you didn't enjoy it but then being open to it or being flexible enough to actually try it again at a different point where it might be something that you, you realize, wow, this is actually something I do enjoy doing, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of being like, no, I've tried that. I've tried that. I've tried that. I've tried that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we do need to go back to things that we've tried and try them again. Mm -hmm. Can you think of a thing that like a thing that you tried and then it wasn't, it wasn't for you and then you went back to it and tried it again? Yeah, I, I mean, I know, I, I remember when I was like, I was going to run, I was going to be 40 and I was going to run. Like I okay. specifically remember going out and like without any training, without anything, like just thinking, okay, I'm going to go and, and each day I was going to go a little bit further, a little bit further. Okay. I mean, it lasted, I don't even know if it lasted a week. And then I was like, I don't like this. This hurts it, blah, 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 all of this stuff. And so for, I was like, I'm never going to run. I'm never going to run. I'm never going to run. I'm never going to run until I did. And then found out that I enjoyed it. And I don't know, I'll be honest. I don't know if it's the much that I enjoy running as I enjoy when I'm finished. I enjoy the 
friendships that I've I've gained as a result of that, mm-hmm. uh, as the feeling of accomplishment that I've got mm-hmm. from from finishing and for committing, for the feeling of you know that maybe I've inspired a few people along the way to actually you know believe that they can do something they didn't think they could do. Yeah. And with doing that, that actually helps me. Yeah. Because once I've committed and I've made a commitment to other people, then then I don't back out. And then yeah. I push myself a little bit further. Mm-hmm. So that would be definitely something that I, that's a, that, to me, that's an example. I think that's a great example. Yeah. And what about you? Yeah, I'm thinking about that. I mean, I had a similar experience with running where the first time that I was the first time that I joined WW and I, and I lost a significant amount of weight, my girlfriend, like my girlfriend, um, and me, we were in university at the time and we decided that we would like run three times a week. And I think, like you said, like, I think maybe that lasted two weeks, you know, and, and then we decided yeah. that we didn't really like that, you know, and, and so yeah. I went back to, I went back to my belief that I, as a child, I hated running. And that was always the thing that I detested the most in phys ed. It was the, it was the only thing about soccer practice that I hated when we had to run twice around the field, you know, like, like those sorts of things. I just decided like, I never was a runner. I tried this for two weeks. I'm not a runner. Like this is not for me. And then, so like certainly shocked myself when I started running (laughs) again later, you know, in, uh, yeah, late, yeah, in, well, more recently, I mean, in, in my in my thirties when I started running, it was like that was wild to me. I never yeah. I never thought that I could do that, or that I would want to. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. still kind of yeah. is crazy to me. But I was trying to think if the, if I had another example of something like other than running, because you'd given that example. I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure there are things like you just have to think about it, but, but then I'm also thinking on the other, like on the other side, I'm thinking, are there things that I've tried that I thought "Mm, that's not for me? And I never went back to it. And like, and I have Mm. like, and I have since never gone back to it. I don't know. I'm going to have to think about that. I mean, I'm sure that's true too. Yeah. Yes. Yep. But (laughs) (laughs) that will I don't know I don't know I haven't uh, I haven't I can't think of anything off the top of my head I mean so then I'm also thinking about like you know you were talking about you know something that you tried and you know then you should go back to it and I was like "Mm, is this a plug for avocado (laughs) no it was (laughs) but I but I can't believe you don't like avocado. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I, I honestly don't get it. So I, here's I the understand. thing. I've gone back to the avocado. Like I've tried it. I've tried it more than once. I think I've tried it three yeah. different times and it's not awful, but I don't like it either. So funny. Yeah. And but, I have to tell you, so Graham's girlfriend hmm. made me like homemade guac I have never tasted guacamole. Guacamole is not something I would order. And then I was like, she made it. And then we had some dip and what, and I'm like, why don't I eat this? Because avocados are one of my zero things. And like, she hardly put any, yeah, why am I not eating this? 
so it like the fresh lime in it. The she put cilantro, like honey. It was <laughs> all goodness. So freaking delish. Anyway, I mean, it I looks mean, I, good to me. Like it looks I good know. to me. It looks fresh. It looks so nice. I just, eh, I'm not into it. Yeah. Well, you know, brought brought to you by um, my this Sandy's episode or Sandy's uh, input brought to you by avocado growers of <laughs> flexibility. Though, can I also say that I need to be flexible because I am not going to be able to. It's going to be like two to three months before I can even attempt to do anything that's got to do with any sort of jumping, mm-hmm. um, running. Uh, anything actually the doctor the other day said to me oh you'll you won't be able to run ever again whatever and I was going to lose my crap um <laughs> this yeah. is the, after the day after surgery after you know after waking up with a cast after this and that and uh and then Phil said to him like we're not like we're not professional athletes here like yeah like you know I've already made an adjustment and been flexible enough to think like I don't running a marathon is not something I can see myself doing ever again. It's yeah. too much. It's, it's too much of a commitment. It's too much work. It's, it's, it's not, but I don't want to also be told that I can't do something. Yeah. 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 So flexibility is that, you know, for the next, as soon as I can, we'll be like riding a bike. I might actually need to rent a, uh, cross trainer. Well, no, what are those called? Oh, an elliptical. Elliptical. An elliptical, and so I'm flexible enough to be open to because you know I don't like treadmills. I don't really like ellipticals. I don't like that kind of like a, a stationary bike. Not really my thing. But I'm I'm gonna have to go back and try that because that's my op- those are the things that are available to me and that I can do. So well, I need to let go of what I can't do right now and yeah. be open to the things that I can do. I think that's a great. I think that's a great example too, because, and I think for a lot of us in the last two years, given the pandemic, there are a lot of things that we've, we've been forced to be flexible about. Yes. And, and we really have a couple of options, right? Like, and I'm thinking of, of the working out as, as a perfect example, you know, your option was find something different to do or don't do anything. Yeah. You know, and so, and I think some people potentially opted to not do anything. I mean, I can't do that. I I can't not move my body. I would go stir crazy, you know? And so the, you know, I have discovered so many um, virtual, like pre-recorded trainers and, you know, I I was going to say motivational speakers, but they're not motivational speakers, although they do sometimes speak in a motivational way, (laughs) but like so many fitness uh, trainers and leaders online that, that I really like. And I look for like, and every time like a new video on YouTube comes out, I'm like, Ooh, there's a new video by, you know, whoever it might be. Like there are a few that Mm -hmm. I really like. And I would have told you a couple of years ago that I could not do workouts at home, 
that I needed to go somewhere for my workout. I needed to be in a group class. And like, don't get me wrong. I love me a group class. I love a group fitness Mm -hmm. class, but it turns out that I'm pretty good at doing a workout to a YouTube video as well. Yeah. Or, or, you know, fit on video, you know, like I'm pretty good at that too. Yeah. Now yeah. it helps I, I when think, it helps when someone else is doing it at the same time, and then we can like text back and forth and complain about it. Yeah, but yeah, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be, and that's that's part of flexibility too. That it it doesn't just because it's something you've always done, it doesn't mean you can't do or you wouldn't like anything else. But and so just this is just kind of struck something with me, honey. It's like. You know, we often, and, and we're hearing a lot of a lot of this, is that thinking about everything that we have had been taken, what's been taken away from us mm. in the last couple of years. And I think that that's an example of like turning that around and saying, what have I actually gained from that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's, you've been forced to mm-hmm. because you were, you were, the options were like whittled, whittled down. You only had this or this. That's it. Mm-hmm. do nothing or or choose one of these mm-hmm. and so sometimes when we have the least amount of options it's actually more manageable for us and we do try to do things that we normally wouldn't or immediately would have been like I can't do that that is not I need someone to do this I need I need I need but when you really sit down it's like it's the same old BS that we're telling ourselves mm-hmm. because the reality is that we're everybody is very resilient. We all can do more than we think we can. Mm-hmm. And I think that during the pandemic, and we've talked about this before, it's about people in our lives, what makes us really happy, what are the things that we realize that we could live without that we didn't think we could do. Mm-hmm. But even about like activity, about the types of foods that we have, you know, all kinds of things. And that there's, there are a lot of good lessons that have come out of this. And I think sometimes we forget, we forget about them. I don't know. I think so. Did you ever think, (laughs) speaking of things that you never really anticipated and then you had to be flexible. Did you ever think that you would have a dog? No, I, 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 not really, no. And, you know, the last time, I think that it was only, it was like the first week that I had the dog when you asked, you know, what it's like having a dog. Yeah. And I was like, mm. so now it's been a longer period of time. It hasn't been a yes. long time because then we went away and then he went to his doggy daycare and then came back. And there's been, because he's a rescue, we don't know, you know, blah, 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 blah. There have been some things like, Uh, behavioral things that have started which when you read about rescue dogs it's like three days three weeks three months three weeks is when you start it says like aggressive behavior begins and it's because they're feeling Mm -hmm. a little bit more comfortable whatever anyway we we've it's it's been he's been I mean he's my dog he loves me but he's very protective but I've also been you know, the number one thing they say is don't give them too much attention and love at the beginning. And and so, you know, I didn't do a good job of that because I did too much. And so now he thinks he's the boss of everything. 
And so now, right. unfortunately, we're trying to break the little muffin of that. Right. Um, but I'm honestly, like even Phil, Phil, I said, you, you're like, I oh, know it was you. I can hear him. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. What's... <laughs> Because I can't take him out. Phil's been running with him. Like the dog loves to run. He doesn't like, ah. you have to give him time to wake up because he's not happy. Like he doesn't want to do it right when he gets up. He needs a okay. little time to unwind. But <laughs> So he's kind of like his owner? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but yeah. Um, so, I mean, he's been a, he's a work in progress, but he's very cute. He's very cute. He's very cute. <laughs> yes. So, um, no. I, I to answer your question, no, not really. Especially not living in Canada, where now there'll be the complexity of bringing the animal home and all of that. Which, to be honest, it is pretty easy to bring a dog into. But uh, I'm very happy. Yeah, you I should love be. him. I do love him <laughs> a lot. I was scared a little bit in the beginning because he 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 was a little bit nippy and he had been aggressive with people, but um, not aggressive. They say he's defense. He's protective. That's what the trainer said to us. The trainer is like Caesar Milan, I have to tell you, because and then I started, of course, watching YouTube's of Caesar Milan and um, <laughs> and, the, and the trainer is, says exactly the same things. He's like about your body language, about doing this, like correction, this like use it. It's like he watched a bunch of YouTubes and then he actually just became this, became Caesar Mill. His name is Jesus. So we're just calling him Jesus. <laughs> oh that is his name. And, and he's the dog trainer, the dog he's whisperer. Dog. I love he it. Is. <laughs> he is. So. Fantastic. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, I actually, I, I'm going to take a photo because I had a photo of him today. I'm going to post it on Instagram. Phil okay, and great. Jesus and and Ojito. Oh my great. <laughs> well, Sandy, at long last, we get to have a nice little chat. And it was uh, an absolute pleasure, as always. Yes, it always is. Um, and I think that I'm really interested in, Ooh, I know what we should ask people for. Um, I'm going to post a couple of those little tidbits of advice yes. on our Insta stories. And I'm going to ask people what's the best, like random piece of advice they've ever received. Love it. Okay. I love it. Because I mean, there's some really great ones there. Yeah, <laughs> true. What a what a what a delightful little uh, little book that was. Yeah, sounds so, like it. So I I would tell you to drive safe because that is typically what I do as when people leave. But <laughs> okay. you're not you're not driving anywhere with a cast on your legs. So not driving anywhere. So no. maybe I should just say crutch safe. Thank you. And uh, we'll chat soon. All right. Uh, pleasure as always. Um, enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Bye, friend. <laughs>